everybody want to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. And my name is Travis Bean. And we're getting real meta today because <laughs> we're covering Reborn. And I tell you what, this episode in a little way is Reborn itself. I'm so, I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Yeah, we had actually... Uh covered this song a few weeks back and disaster struck <laughs> mercury mercury was in retrograde and somehow the file got erased from my computer and here we are again breathing life into the song yeah but you know what doing it for a second time i feel kind of free <laughs> and we could have we could have let losing the file stop us but instead, what are we doing, Travis? Uh, sitting here making ourselves go through it all again. Keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I feel shitty for taking up your time, but I'm happy to cover this song again because I feel like, as we mentioned on the last No Mistakes episode, the one I also fucked up and we had the redo, <laughs> you... you you always do better the second time around. Anytime you've ever lost a file or written something up and it goes away, the second time you write it, it's much better. Yeah, you should have heard the intro the first time we did this song. It was just me trying to juggle. Like, literally, I'm standing there trying to... No, I, I don't remember what the intro And now was. look at you. You're juggling with one hand. Yeah. We've come so far. Juggling three porcupines. Yeah. With one hand. They, uh, they're feisty. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so, Reborn. This is the fifth song on Kitsy Ghosts, and the album uses that 313 structure in the same way that Ye does. Uh, the first three tracks are looking more at the older, a little bit more destructive mindsets. your shit talking I love all your shit talking she said I'm in the wrong hole. I said I'm lost. Uh-uh. She said I'm going too fast. I'm exhausted. Now drop to your knees for the offering. This Which is in line with what we see on Ye, where the first three tracks are Ye in that ego-driven, manic, ramped up bipolar states and kind of the damage he does in that situation. It's a different type of rules that we obey. Yeah, 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 season, nigga, we obey. We was come down. This the type of how to get you gunned down. Easy, easy, trolling OD, huh? Turn TMZ to smack DVD, huh? valuable, and I prefer to waste it on girls' is basic. That's just some yay shit. 
Where Kid See Ghost gets more at the internal and the what's going on emotionally, where Ye deals more with the external and what's being said out loud to everybody. Uh, and Kid Cudi on this album functions uh, as a character, but also kind of a Jiminy Cricket <laughs> sort of consciousness that's uh, detailing things in more of a narrator point of view than what Kanye does, where Kanye feels much more as a as a character on it going through the transitions and not being quite as meta as Cudi is. Like on Fourth Dimension... Right, Cuddy actually refers to Kidsy Ghosts <laughs> yeah. as the group, where Kanye's very much just in the mindset and in the moment of the narrative that's unfolding. Yeah, in Fourth Dimension, we get Cuddy acting a little more aggressive, you know, Ric Flair off the ropes and shit, and he's fighting back. Uh, but that's really one of the few instances we see him being like that. Kanye's kind of like that the entire album. I mean, starting with uh, Feel the Love with the Greca Grat and everything. Uh, Kanye's really up in everybody's shit the entire time. And even on Reborn, which is a song where it, it feels like they've made the transition and they're trying to be better internally, uh, Kanye still kind of has this, well, maybe not a fuck everybody attitude, but somebody who's willing to take things on, head on in that Kanye kind of way. To whereas Cuddy the whole time feels a little more reserved. Um, and introspective, especially in this song. Yeah, I think you see that switch. Kanye doesn't lose... I think he loses the ego aggressiveness that we see on Fire and Feel the Love, where he doesn't even use his words, just makes sounds. <laughs> And fourth dimension with free being that turning point and feeling like you're empowered in a way that you weren't before. Nothing hurts me anymore. Guess what, baby? I feel free. It's almost like the earlier songs were a reaction to not feeling free, that there's a bit more of this desperation to what you're doing. But when you're having that sense of freedom, you come off of it with a different way of interacting with the world. And as you're saying, like Kanye in, in this verse isn't being meek and humble, mm -hmm. but he's he is coming from like a different place. It's less desperate and more at one with himself or at ease. Yeah. I mean, that was a big part of his journey. He's very been very public with it. To him, finally feeling free was putting on, you know, the Trump hat or learning to be himself again, you know, not, not shying away from what made him so awesome for so many years and so admirable to so many people and relatable. The fact that he puts himself out there and isn't afraid to be aggressive, isn't afraid to, well, as he'll, as he'll get to in the song, you know, he's he's engulfed in shame, like what an awesome thing. He he likes being that person because to him, that's what feels awesome. Like the cover of Ye says, you know, the fact that he isn't afraid to be out there and in front of everyone means he's not uh, letting himself being taken in by the ghost. And 
we see him making that transition in this part of the album and it's a slow build to the end on cutting montage where he's like you know lord shine your light on me and he's kind of I feel like he's found a balance by then, you know, he's, he's willing to take on the world and he's not afraid to be engulfed in shame, but he also kind of recognizes the responsibility he has. Both sides lose somebody, somebody dies, somebody go to jail. Yeah, that recognition of responsibility and the impact you have on the world is a big part of this. And you mentioned the ghosts and the idea of the ghosts is something that's developed and something that's given more context from Yikes, where we get the notion that Mike was what Mike and Prince trying to warn us, like got demons all on me. There's this idea that you're always going to have these things haunting you. And the sense of being haunted is such a big part of, I think, both the soundscape and content of this album. And we're seeing that kind of develop on this song in a way, uh, building to what you're talking about on uh, Cutty Montage, mm. where they're realizing that part of this way of dealing with the ghosts and moving forward and keeping everything going is this relationship with uh, religion and God. Yeah. And really the relationship of religion and God is in a way a relationship with yourself because, you know, your commitment to God and forming that relationship of God means being a better person and following. It doesn't just mean you're following God's ways. It means you're being uh, better to people and you're being more empathetic and loving and uh, you want to show people a better side of yourself. Which not to be a broken record but we see it on yay <laughs> that's that transition from the first part which is all about the ego to the second part which is trying to do better for not only yourself but the people in your life mm -hmm. your wife your kids uh the people that you could be in arguments with and <laughs> feuds with but you're stepping aside from it Make no mistake, girl, I still love you gonna set it off someday we gonna get this off baby don't you bet it off on a path of niggas is monsters niggas is pimps niggas is players to niggas had daughters now they precautious father forgive me so there's a lot there's a lot going on in both albums and there seems to be a lot of not just overlap in the content between the two albums, but they play into each other in ways that uh, make them more rich when you start to juxtapose them against one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's fucking do it, man. Round two. <laughs> All right. So we start with Cuddy, you know, doing his thing. <laughs> He starts most of these songs. I'm so, I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Ain't no stress on me, Lord. I'm moving forward. Keep We're going to hear these phrases a lot over the course of the song. It's something that is repeated over and over and over. 
and I think part of that is form and function. A lot of this song is getting over the things that used to bring you to the negative space. And we see later in the song that the idea of moving forward and repeating that to yourself in those darker times is what you have to do. So while it could just be like, oh, why are they saying it so many times? That's annoying. <laughs> it's actually having this purpose of this is what you have to keep thinking to yourself when you've had these things go on is like, I'm moving forward, like ain't no stress, Lord, I'm moving forward. And it becomes this mantra that guides you. Yeah, I, I think more than anything, it just is a very realistic representation of what it's like to come out of depression and to come out of the sort of mental trauma and how you need the transition, you need free you need Ghost Town Part 2 where you're declaring to the world that you're going to be better. Really, you're declaring to yourself that you're ready to take that next step. But realistically, that next step isn't, you know, uh, sunshine and roses. It's this long, treacherous journey. Maybe not treacherous, but it's just a, it's a long journey to get better. You have to keep moving forward, keep moving forward. And the, the tone of the song really, really captures that. It's not this... A grand chorus like we hear at the end of yay it's this sort of just realization it's this sort of trotting motion where you're just keeping it in your head like you have to keep moving forward like you can't regress you can't just stay in one place all you can do in those lowest moments is keep moving forward and not give into those dark thoughts you know there's so many suicidal moments on this album and i think that's what I'm moving forward is all about is just moving past those thoughts. Yeah. You, if you, if you don't move forward, you're going to stay there dancing with those. And that's not a good place to be. Mm -mm. Not a good place to be. <laughs> um, but, and kind of like I just said about yay and how the end, you know, those last three songs on yay after wouldn't leave, you know, wouldn't leave is kind of like, the free and kidsy ghost, you know, wouldn't leave is this moment where Kanye is declaring that or it's this realization that, Hey, like I've done a lot of shitty things and I need to be better to my wife. So like, here's the moment I've decided to turn things around. For every down female that's stuck with, they do through the best times, through the worst times. Just for you. Man, I know you. When Kanye does that to the world, you know, he says it to the world. He wants the world to see that he's doing better. And it's this overpouring of joy and the music picks up and we got Shirley and Lee belting out notes and you got Party Next Door in there and you got uh, 70 Shake in there. And it's it's great. You know, the world's so happy for Kanye, but here on this internal journey, it's it's just a little more brooding, you know, it's it's happy, but just realistic at the same time. Yeah, a stark contrast for two things that are positive, but it's mm -hmm. one's that over the top positivity. And this other one is, as you're saying, that more cautious. Yes. Which I think is representative of often how we act versus how we feel. Uh, you tend to display more that's heightened mm. where internally you do have more of this uh, cloudiness. For sure. 
cloudy skies, I guess. It's not all sunshine. <laughs> um, and the other the other way that this is similar sonically to Ye is that the first three sounds of Ye, we hear a lot of uh, synths and a lot of these like beating sounds that are very similar to the soundscape of Jesus. Myself. Tweaking, tweaking off that 2CB, huh? At the beginning of Kitsy Ghost, we have a lot of drums. I love all your shit talking. What's different shit. here, though, is the synths go away on Yay for the most part. You know, it's just like, it's just chorus and this sort of happy music. At the end of Kitsy Ghost, the drums don't really go away, but they become less pronounced. And again, it's just that the sonic consciousness that they have here to keep the drums there because they're not over their problems. They're always going to keep moving forward and trying to get better. But the fact that they bury those drums and kind of bring in a more, a lot more ambient lushes is I think consciously done to represent that journey. Form and function, form and function. Yeah crazy so Kanye starts the first verse very rarely do you catch me out yada especially invited guess me out y'all been telling jokes that's gonna stress me out. and then he transitions to a past tense i was off the chain i was often drained i was often mess i was called insane what an awesome thing engulfed the shame so we start in the present tense and move to the past tense before going back to the present tense. I want all the rain, I want all the pain, I want all the smoke, I want all the blame. Cardio audio, let me jog your brain. Caught in the audio home, we was all detained. All of you Mario, it's all the game. And this is one of the things that I love that Kanye does is his work with tenses and how confusing it can sometimes be in in songs. Mm. It's something that we've covered a few times that the structure of the verse makes sense when you start to suss out what he's doing with tenses. And here, I think a lot of people would initially read the verse as linear, that he's, or is happening in the present entirely, mm-hmm. that he's saying, this is how I'm currently feeling, and then describing a period leading up to this. The reason why that doesn't work is the illogical nature of what he's saying from I want all the rain, I want all the pain, I want all the smoke, I want all the blame. Him saying that with the present tense doesn't jive with him saying that he was specially invited guested out and that jokes are going to stress him out. Right. And that when he walks in, let's be out. Those two things don't make sense. Because the one would be, if he was feeling all the rain, all the pain, he would want to (laughs) be in those situations that are stressing him out and wouldn't want to leave. Right. So how, how do you reconcile that? And our determination is then that Kanye, as he likes to do, is in scene, as they say in writing. Uh, You usually have scene or summary. So that first four line those four first four lines are a scene where Kanye's describing it from the point of view he had at that time which is why it's present tense but then we jump to 
the actual present tense of the song where he's looking back on that time and commenting on it. So I was off the chain. I was often drained. I was off the meds. I was called insane. That's how he was feeling. That's the summary of that time. And that's why he was specially invited guested out and the jokes were stressing him out and why he wanted to leave right away. So it's not happening all at once in this verse. It's actually a uh, change in time frames. Yeah, and clearly this is a change in time frame to now because, you know, I want all the smoke, I want all the blame, and then cardio audio, let me jog your brain. It's this idea that he's back on Twitter, that he's back to, you know, working your heart rate up and uh, getting you thinking and... And he's saying it's all a game. Like he's suddenly just like back in the mix of things. Yeah. Though the last part of that verse, would it make sense with the first part of the verse if it was the same point in time? Oh, for sure. No. Mm-mm. Not one bit. Um, and this gets into what Kanye was saying overall that he had in the Charlemagne interview, in the interview with Jimmy Kimmel that he had lost his confidence confidence kanye west with no confidence that's like michael jordan with no jumping yeah like Like, and you could see it that's what i was saying sunken place and all this stuff you know it's like uh and wow i never had the empathy for people who lacked confidence i had so much of it i didn't know what it was like to be without it do you mean zero confidence? And it took a while for him to get that confidence back if he has all of it back, but to at least reach a point where he's at now where he could be in the midst of everything and be making music and be in the public eye. So we can see that some of his explanation for what was going on at the end of 2016 and into 2017 was feeling drained, being off the meds, and dealing with all of the backlash that he was facing. Mm -hmm. Um, But his response to all of that is, what an awesome thing engulfed in shame. And awesome here could just mean how we are used to thinking about it, like, oh, that's awesome. Cool, great, exciting. But awesome has a more... Uh, romantic and philosophical meaning in the sense of being uh, awe-inspired or generating awe. Like the mountains on the cover of the Yay album are awesome in the sense that you look at them and there's a sense of awe about them, which gets into ideas of the sublime as presented by Sir Edmund Burke. (laughs) (laughs) That fucker's back again on our show. Yep. Uh, So back in 1756, Edmund Burke released a philosophical inquiry into the origin of our ideas of the sublime and beautiful. And one of the things that he talked about was the difference between sublimity and beauty, that they're mutually exclusive. And one of the great examples of that is talking about light and darkness, Uh, how you light something can accentuate its beauty. We see that in photo shoots. We see that with paintings. 
We see that with time of day. We have the magic hour at twilight where people say that the, you know, the light is perfect and it makes everything beautiful. But Burke's example was that either great light or darkness, the absence of light or way too much light is sublime. So it reaches that point of sublimity by annihilating vision of the object in question. So if there's too much light, you're blinded and can't see anything. And if there's not enough light, you can't see anything and you're robbed of your vision in either case. And a lot of what kind of constitutes the sublime, and it's something that Kant got into as well, is a sense of mortality that you don't often feel. If you're at the top of a mountain looking down, that's awe-inspiring because of the intensity of it and how it makes you feel mortal in a way that the rest of the world usually doesn't. If you're standing with a, a foot in the puddle, you're not going to feel anything sublime. But if you're in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> yeah, there's a sense of sublime to that in that you can be overwhelmed by that body of water. Yeah. And I mean, getting back to the album cover of Yay, which is I Hate Being Bipolar, It's Awesome. It's getting at this idea that not being exposed, but the world knowing that you're bipolar, this that feeling that must come over you to have this moment where the world knows something about you that a lot of people might hide or a lot of people might try to cover up. People are trying to always put on a certain image and, you know, being bipolar is like a lot of people will probably be like, oh, this explains so much of Kanye's behavior. Uh, that being out there for Kanye, you know, just being open and being exposed to him was an awesome thing and a liberate. Ultimately, that's why it's awesome, because it liberates him. It is a sublime feeling of like kind of like what you're just saying, like being in the middle of the ocean, like the suddenly you're just it's just all out there in the open and. You can either let it overwhelm you or you can embrace it. And of course, Kanye embraced it. Yeah, he said, I'd always wondered about that it's awesome line. And we had talked about it on the show, uh, most of these episodes, as uh, the opposite ideas, mm. right? Like, I hate it, it's awesome. So he hates it, but he loves it kind of thing. But when he was on Jimmy Kimmel, he addressed that and said that it wasn't a opposite it's thing. It's not an opposite. It's not I hate being bipolar, it's awesome. It's actually, it drives more of how you really feel. It doesn't do an opposite thing. So I think it's important for us to have conversations about, you know, open conversations about mental health, uh, especially with me. It was a response to kind of thing. And mm. how he used awesome later uh, made sense to me about how he was using it on the album cover where he talked about how when he went to TMZ he was in such a ramped up state that he was kind of that was his bipolar he gets to that ramped up state and he speaks out in kind of this Tourette's way where things just come out of his mouth and he said it was awesome that people got to see him in that state and someone in that state so they have the understanding of what it looks like and what it is and what it does and that sense of having a situation that went so poorly for him 
where he was made to look very vulnerable, where he caught so much flack and criticism, instead of looking at that as this embarrassing or negative thing for himself, he views it as an awesome thing for everyone else because they got to take something away from that. And I think that gives context to what he's saying with the album cover, as you were saying, mm-hmm. and then also gives context to what he's saying here. What an awesome thing engulfed in shame. He was overwhelmed to this point where it helped him rediscover his mortality and humanity and help be part of being reborn. And despite the negative emotions that are inherent to being engulfed in shame, overall, it's this awesome thing because it's educational, it's growth, it's development. Yeah, Kanye in a lot of ways finds empowerment in being a martyr. You know, controversy is his gym, and he's okay saying the thing nobody in the world wants to say, which is, I love Trump. Kind of everything he was getting at how, you know, if you're black, there's supposed to be this monolithic thought. You're supposed to be a Democrat. You're not allowed to be outside of the box we put you in. And Kanye being willing to be engulfed in shame and take all the pain and take all the blame and say this one thing nobody wants to say is, you know, that's the Kanye West way, and that's him finding himself again. Well, and it goes so far beyond just Trump, right? Because it's not just him wanting to declare love for Trump. He's been preaching this idea of loving everyone. And that he sees that society, the zeitgeist, culture, people, are caught up in this place of hate and being so hateful to one another that he's trying to demonstrate love and saying that he loves trump is it just him sharing his opinion but is him really going out on a limb to test this idea that you can love somebody that you don't agree with or that is doing things that you find upsetting or absurd and same way that he said he still loves his cousin who committed murder and is in jail for murder that there's power in choosing love over hate and him choosing currently the most controversial figure to declare that love for, yeesh. Yeah. And I think it kind of gets into the the last few lines of the verse where because he's kind of been reinvigorated and he's making this music that now feels purposeful, like to him, you know, that's cardio audio. Yep. Yeah, because cardio is the prefix meaning of the heart, from the heart, So cardio exercise is just exercise that gets your heart rate going. But in this case, cardio audio could be music that gets your heart rate going or music from the heart. Mm. And he's going to jog your brain with it. Yeah, you're going to feel some shit. This is the new, new workout plan. (laughs) That's also just such a great, like, that seems like an old school Kanye line to talk about cardio and then to say jog your brain because jogging is a form of cardio. It's just good stuff. Right. I, I, I'd i put that up there with his lines like, what's the what's the one about putting ash on the floor from I thought about killing you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's just like that line. <laughs> like, or the you left your fridge open, someone yeah. stole a sandwich. I was going to say that one, but then I avoided it because I feel like we <laughs> reference that line a little bit too often on the show. <laughs> but it's such an amazing line. Like, I love yeah. all the kind of dopey, dorky, yeah. 
Kanye moments. Um, and there's something to, I feel people might be wondering, I want all the rain, I want all the pain, I want all the smoke, I want all the blame. Like pain, smoke, and blame might make more sense than rain. And rain could be an arbitrary choice, but we know that the album ends with Cuddy Montage. And part of Cuddy Montage, I'm gonna click, I'm so sorry. The unfinished Kurt Cobain song is called Burn the Rain, and the lyrics of which seem to be getting at addiction, pain, The brief lines that we have are kind of about being left and this hurt that you have. So rain seems to take on, in that song, this idea of burning away that pain and those things that are bringing you down. Mm -hmm. So it seemed that Kanye is using rain here maybe as a reference to Cutty Montage and this sense of the greater things that bring you down that cause you problems stress issues yeah um and then we get the cardio audio let me jog your brain seems to be consequential in the fact that the next line is caught in the audio home we was all detained kind of like after i've jogged your brain you're out of the audio home but before that you were in it <laughs> and now i've helped you escape and what is the Audi home? Oh, the Audi home. I'm glad you asked, Travis. So, in 1899, uh, this is from the Encyclopedia of Chicago. Uh, it just goes on to describe how the first juvenile courts were established, how children used to be put into adult jails and adult poorhouses. But when they established the first juvenile court, they opened a cottage and stable where uh, the boys and girls were housed and kind of kept prior to their uh, adjudication. Is that the word? Adjudication? Sure, it is now. <laughs> uh, but eventually they opened a proper place. And today's juvenile temporary detention center located above the 31 courtrooms constituting juvenile court has an official capacity of 489 youngsters awaiting delinquency adjudication, adjudication or trial in adult criminal court. Popularly still known as the Audi home, this facility's overcrowding and economic distress, as well as questions about appropriate programming, punishment and safety continue to challenge reformers. So some of the takeaways there is not just that it's a juvenile detention center, kind of this uh, young person's prison, which gets at we're all detained, but it's also something that's poorly run, being challenged. Are these things good? Are they bad? Kanye recently has been trying to get people to look at the structures of society the constructs of society and question, are these good? Are these bad? Uh, but it also gets at juveniles, children. And that's such a major part of both yay and kids ghosts where yay gets at an immature perspective and in interaction with the world moving to 
a more mature, youthful perspective with the sense of feeling like a kid again, but having that mean that you have an opportunity to engage in the world in a better way. Having the Slick Rick sample on No Mistakes. Which gets at being a mature person or a decent person rather than somebody that's just fucking around and fucking up. Speaking specifically to young men mm-hmm. and young adults. Yeah, it's really that desire to not be locked up, which is something Kanye has touched on. Of course, he's touching a lot on Ye. You know, the whole idea of being reborn is becoming a kid again. And as we saw on Power, you know, we talked about this on No Mistakes episode, but on Power... He says, I just needed time alone with my own thoughts. Got treasures in my mind, but couldn't open up my own vault. My tell like creativity, purity, and honesty is honestly being crowded by these grown thoughts. Reality. And it's this idea that there's kids literally locked up in the Audi home, like being contained. And Kanye, you know, his cardio audio, the ultimate plight of that is to break them free from that prison you know that mental prison he keeps talking about and learning to be a kid again isn't learning to be a literal kid again it just literally means to be reborn to not be afraid to be yourself which is exactly what we saw Kanye do Uh, we saw him basically do it through Trump but ultimately the message was I'm Kanye West and no one's going to stop me from being Kanye West yes and I think the next lines in power two are really appropriate the reality is catching up with me and it seemed to be that was a lot of what caused the breakdown is that reality finally did catch up with him and took his inner child and he lost custody and as everything you were just describing was him getting custody back and breaking the simulation and getting out of everything yeah and i think that's so awesome that in true Kanye fashion, it's not just this internal thing. You know, the internal journey Kanye goes through, he wants the world to then experience. He doesn't want to just break himself out of the mental prison. He wants to then get everybody out of the Audi home. Yep. And then the last line uh, has a few readings, and we're not really sure which one is the correct one. <laughs> but it makes me want to play um, Mario. It does, doesn't it? So all of you Mario, it's all a game. You can read the you there as being inclusive or exclusive. Is Kanye saying that everybody else is Mario, but he's not? Or is he saying we were all Mario? And him using we was all detained was inclusive. So the fact that he transitions from we to you would seem maybe that it's now exclusive. Mm Mm-hmm that he's distancing himself, but I don't know what purpose that would serve in context of the <laughs> song. Uh, I think he's, I think it's still kind of we in the all of you, Mario, it's all a game because it's, it's a little, I guess it's kind of declarative in that sense. Like we was all detained and him saying all of you, Mario, like 
like him like he's sitting in the class when we was all detained and then he decides to get up out of his desk shove the teacher to the sides jump on the teacher's desk and like all of you mario it's all a game like we're all it part of this game let's break the simulation right right or if you wanted to read it as exclusive it would be maybe him talking about what he's doing as a game and everybody that's engaging with him or engaging with his music, you know, it's it's all a game, which mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me. It's a way to read it, but I think that that's in kind of direct opposition to everything that he's kind of getting at with Ye and getting at with uh, Kitsy Ghosts. Seems in direct opposition to just so, everything Kanye's ever done. Like he's yeah, so inclusive. Right? Like I'm gaming you. <laughs> And one of the things I do like about uh, the line, despite it confusing me, (laughs) is Mario, the whole, and this I think might be more of a reach, but if we're looking at maybe reasons why he decided to reference Mario specifically, Mario is a very simple game. And the fact all you need to do is move from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. I guess in some of the mario 64 games there's more to it than that but you're still just moving from the start of one place to the end and in that sense you're always moving forward like you don't want to go backwards because you'll never complete the level Mm -hmm. you don't want to just stay stuck because you'll never complete the level you have to keep moving forward across a landscape in order to make it through yeah I like thinking of it that way, because Kanye would be Mario and Kid Cudi would definitely be Luigi. <laughs> I guess so Jay is Bowser. <laughs> I was going to say is Jay Wario. <laughs> I was going to make him Bowser. I guess Trump would be Bowser. I feel like just society in general is Bowser, you know? Sure, it's just an amalgamation of everybody. Yeah, I can just imagine somebody listening and being like, right now, Peach would be Bowser. <laughs> No, and I see, like, you know, yeah, you know what? Jay can be Wario and Drake can be Waluigi. <laughs> or Yoshi. Who Who's a uh, toadstool? <laughs> uh, mm, Mike Dean. <laughs> oh, poor Mike Dean. <laughs> I don't but know I'm why, sure but he, I just like it. He, I'm sure he loves shrooms. That's true. So, yeah, he's toad. Okay. Uh, so then we get back to the chorus. I'm so, I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward, which after Kanye's verse has a bit more context to it. Uh, we get to Cuddy's verse then, which is very past tense. We don't get any of the, it's all summary rather than scene. I had my issues, ain't that much I could do. This is something that starts with me. And I think that gets back to what Kanye was saying as well. Like when he was doubting who Ye was and lost his inner child and was caught up in what society wanted of him or expected of him, Mm. you lose your purpose and then you start to feel worthless. Yeah. 
and again, getting back to the difference between Ye and Kitsy Ghost, where Ye is external and Kitsy Ghost is internal, uh, we see that Ye is largely about him mending relationships with people in his life. And for Kitsy Ghost, it's about mending the relationship with yourself. So obviously, peace is something that starts with you. You you can do, you really can't solve any problems you have with the outside world and the people in your life until you're at peace with yourself. Yeah, because you'll just do the same things that cause the <laughs> yeah. the problems to begin with. I mean, you're just putting on an act. Like, you're just acting the way you should be acting to make amends for everybody, but it needs to be genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're just extremely jealous of somebody and you say something shitty to them and you're like, I'm so sorry, like, you know, <laughs> sorry, but you don't deal with any of the things that are causing the jealousy, Yeah. the next time you feel jealous, you're just going to be an asshole again. <laughs> okay. Had so much on my mind, I didn't know where to go. I've come a long way from them haunting me, which them isn't specified. It would just seem to be so much on my mind in this case. But given that the album's called Kids See Ghosts and the next song being Kids See Ghosts and what we got on Yikes with the demons all on me, I imagine that haunting is more specific to the idea of the ghosts and as we were saying earlier all these kind of negative thoughts uh the rain all of that yeah this is a interesting transition to just really quick i wanted to note that you can really sense the uh ambiance really coming out in these moments where you kind of have this humming that goes the whole time in the song like mm, you know it's it's something that's just you like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just always in the background. It's nothing ever too pronounced. I want all the smoke. I want all the blame. Cardio audio, let me jog your brain. Um, and in Kanye's verse, you can, it, it is never pronounced. You know, it's very contained. But in this moment where Cuddy says, Peace is something that starts with me, and you feel that transition into had so much in my mind and him finally starting to work through those thoughts, you know? to that next step that comes after you realize peace starts with you, um, you really feel those hums coming out in full force. Yeah, it's just that really kind of subtle, it's not the cutty hums. No. It's a, a subtler, more ephemeral, lighter hum or sound effect that comes in right then as he starts to build that sense of peace yeah like i know the drum beats are still there um but the sort of there's like this laughter you can hear that's going on throughout the album you know there's the jester laugh and there's these ghoulish sounds going on Those have been replaced by the sound you just described. It's, it's a little more, I guess, I don't know if heavenly is the right word, but there's like a lightness to it. Yeah. But not too intense, you know? No. It's just a little whisper of an angel over your shoulder. <laughs> exactly. I never thought that would be a description I used. I like it. 
a little whisper of an angel over your shoulder. Mm. <laughs> uh, had me feeling oh so low. And I think that's important for Cuddy too, just to be able to say like, this isn't how it was the other times that I was doing better or the other high and low moments that I've had. Like 2016 was a rough year for him. And this time, a year and a half later, almost two years later, things aren't like before. He can feel a true and substantial difference in his life and being able to cope with the things that had stopped him from coping before. Mm. That's big. Yeah. No stress. I'm so blessed. And now we get the chorus coming back in. And the idea of moving forward has been stressed multiple times now. What is that? Like eight lines? The chorus is eight lines, and we've gotten it three times so far. So we've heard him say, like, keep moving forward. I'm moving forward 24 times. Um, But we get to the bridge, and the bridge shows why that repetition is so important. It's a demonstration of the mindset and the mental scape. And as positive as both Ye and Cuddy have been in their verses, we see doubt creep back in in this bridge. Uh, you have Cuddy saying, something was wrong, could it hold on? Time goes on, really couldn't find my way out of the storm. Which way do I go? Like those thoughts all come from that sense of confusion. Uh, they're in this place of negativity and doubt. Sitting in a storm, is it a good thing? Uh, time passing you by, is it a good thing? And not being able to find your way out, not being able to hold on. Like this is very negative language to the mm-hmm. point where when we were first listening to this album, Jordan as well, we wondered if this song was more about like suicide than anything else. But underneath all of this, we have keep moving forward being repeated over and over and over and over. And the bridge ending with the line, which way do I go is a setup for keep moving forward. We know the answer as he asks the question because we've heard it 1,000 times already in this track. But that's showing why it's so important because when you get lost in the negative emotions and negative mental scape, it's easy to lose sight of where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. And the answer is just move forward, get up and move. Yeah, I mean, it's so beautifully put by Most Def in the following song, Kitsy Ghosts, when he has that little bridge and he says, Civilization without society. 
power and wealth with nobility. Stability without stasis. Places, spaces. Stability without stasis. And it's this idea that to be stable, to be healthy, to be back to being yourself, it doesn't mean you sit in one place. Those two, stability and stasis, aren't mutually exclusive. You can be stable. Really, you find stability by moving forward, by being somebody that takes your problems head on and kind of wades through the smoke and all the ghosts and everything. And I I love that he has that moment where he's sitting in the storm. And I think everybody can connect with that kind of moment where you're down in the dumps and you just want to like, you know, fucking lay there and not do anything. But as we all know, that never makes you feel better. You know, what makes you feel better is putting your problems out in the world, like talking to your friend, uh, going on a fucking walk around the, the neighborhood. Like anything is better than just sitting there. Yeah, I think that's the thing that most people that have dealt with addiction or depression or suicidal thoughts or suicidal attempts, what you learn is that those things just don't vanish into thin air. Like you're always going to deal with cravings. You're always going to deal with negative thoughts. You're not bad or wrong because you have them. The thing to do is just remember that you you want to keep moving forward you want to keep making the positive choice and you don't have to give in to those things and that's what we see here yeah i love it and we come back to the chorus but this time when he's saying i'm so reborn i'm moving forward underneath of that we get which way do i go and we have this inversion where in the bridge which way do i go was primary and keep moving forward was kind of the underneath secondary. In the chorus, keep moving forward and I'm moving forward, ain't no stress on me, Lord, is now primary, with the which way do I go being secondary. So we've seen that switch happen to where the negative thoughts were primary, positive thoughts underneath, and then the positive thoughts went out over time. Mm-hmm. And the negative thoughts are there, but under the surface. And then by the uh, midpoints of this last refrain, they're gone completely. And all that's left is keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Yeah, because no one ever knows which way to go. Like, we're all just fucking (laughs) trying our best. Right. It's not keep moving north, northwest, like, or keep moving, like, south. It's just keep moving forward. We're like whatever that means go there (laughs) yeah and good things good things come from that sense of motion yeah stability without stasis Mm, man i can't wait to talk about kids who ghosts i know but we have to no i know i know another two weeks man (sighs) or we'll just roll into it right now (sighs) surprise no bonus up (laughs) My, my brain would break. So would everyone listening to this. <laughs> uh, I guess that does it for Reborn. Uh, yeah, so we'll just close out by mentioning some ways you can support the show. Uh, namely, if you could head to iTunes and su- subscribe and give us a rating, that would be awesome. Uh, but other than that, uh, a bunch of other ways you can support us is listed in the show description. Yeah, uh, it's Twitter... Uh, Patreon, buying the Yeezus book with a bunch of details in there. Yeah. And 
we'll be back uh, well I guess the next episode in season 8 the way it's listed in iTunes is uh, Ghost Town but then we'll be back the following week with Kitsy Ghosts can't wait to talk about it with you Trav oh man neither can I with me (laughs) with me with me (laughs) bye see ya Kids see ghosts sometimes, kids see ghosts sometimes, kids see ghosts sometimes, spirit, moving around, just moving around, kids see ghosts sometimes, kids see ghosts sometimes. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.